But Adam brought cannabis back into my world like 20, literally 20 years later. (laughs) And I tried it from, you know, a person in a different place in his life. And all of a sudden it was like, (laughs) and like the fields opened up and I was like, oh my God. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Thank you so much for being here. Today we have the legendary OG cast member of Shaws of Sunset and cast of upcoming show The Traders coming out on Peacock on January 12, 2013. I am ecstatic to introduce Reza Farhan. Thank you so much for being here, Reza. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh my gosh, this is like, I I must have manifested this or something because (laughs) I've been watching Shaw's since the beginning. The whole thing I watched from the beginning and never in a a million years, though, did I ever think I would be like interviewing you on a show called Bravo and Blaze. But here we are. And fun fact, you are the first Bravo Lev who I ever went live with on IG. It was back like almost two years ago now because it was like February 2021 I think when I first started Bravo and Blaze and I was like I looked horrible I since that day I was like I could never show up like that ever again (laughs) well you look so good right now so I don't even know what you're talking about thank you so much it was so great actually finally meeting you in person because we've talked on you know through Instagram and things like that but we finally got to meet at BravoCon and you looked so good which you always look so good but you like it was like do you even do you wear makeup because your skin everything was so on point and even like when we hugged I was like oh my god I hope my hands are clean because like you like your your (laughs) coat was like I think you're wearing like Balmain or something it was like yeah you looked amazing you're so sweet Honestly, I've never been in such a great place and I'm working out. My husband's vegan, so we eat really clean and really well at home. So it's just a part of like where I'm at and how I'm feeling. I definitely don't wear makeup unless (laughs) I'm in a Bravo confessional. (laughs) That's the only time any other people put makeup on me. But other than that, it's just what you see is what you get. So I did see one of your IG lives before BravoCon and you were talking about how, you know, the show got canceled back in, was it February? It was February, I believe. We found out in February, yes. That whole thing was so wild. And I do have theories because (laughs) right before this to prepare, I was listening to your last interview with um, Melissa, who I love, Melissa Feaster um, from Side Piece Show. And she... You guys were talking about um, BravoCon and yeah. you mentioned, you said something like, Shep said to you, why are you here? 
right out of the ho- right outside of the hotel that we were chopping it up. Yeah, you and I like that got night. To spend a little time with one another. I think it was the very first. Was that the first night? No, you and second I didn't night. see each other. We saw each other the second night. The first mm-hmm. night, he said, "What are you doing here?" To me, in like a fun way, like <laughs> because he's right. Our show got canceled. And for me, it was a super weird feeling being there too, because it's one thing to have a show and to be there. And it's another thing for me, like I was in a place called the Don't Be Tardy Lounge. And I'm like, <laughs> where's Kim Zolziak? Like they're, she's not even here and they have a Don't Be Tardy Lounge. So it was like this was surreal so experience weird. for me. And to have Shep put like the cherry on top was it was a classic. It was so, I, I appreciated the irony and the, you know, the humility <sighs> and, and really the comedy of it all. It was really a funny moment as opposed to like an embarrassing one. No, I, I see. I didn't even think of that until you said that on your IG live, because also like Andrea Denver is in the same boat and they love him. Everyone loves him. So and he just walked in like he was having a great time. I'm like, Andrea, you don't have security with you. Are you why are you just walking out here? You're gonna get mobbed. <laughs> but I I mean, was there anyone else there who is in a similar similar situation? I can't think off the top. Caroline of Manzo head. was there. Oh yeah, that's right. Caroline Manzo. And, and even the- like Dorinda kind of, but she was on Ultimate Girls Trip. Yes. But there are lots of housewives that were there that, you know, the only thing that they had recently done was like a real, like a girl's trip. I wanted to know where the Paris girls were at. What's that? (gasps) Like Emily and Paris? I'm joking. A, I've never watched the show. (laughs) And B, (laughs) they were making such a big deal of it. And it was like, oh, no, I love that show. I actually, I saw Aja, she's on that show, um, the night before I saw you, she was at BravoCon, I think Emily was there, and Yoan, he's the guy who got a drink poured in his face, or splashed in his face, I chat with him every now and then, so <laughs> that's funny. so funny, I've never seen it, that. I yeah. le- I really like that show, I think it's like, it's just a different vibe, because first of all, we get to see something other than the U.S., which I'm like very into. That's why I, I like watching like the Real Housewives of Durban came out. Have you seen that? I haven't watched. Okay, so here's the <laughs> TT. I have not watched Bravo since February 9th, other than a few episodes of Beverly Hills Housewives to do Amy Phillips podcast, which was a um, Beverly Hills rewind. Recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a Beverly Hills recap. So I watched I all her. the Beverly Hills episodes up until I did her show. But I've not, I haven't watched anything other than I watched Watch What Happens Live to see the train wreck between Andy, Jeff Lewis, and Bethany. Oh my gosh, up, yeah, that was epic. Yeah, <laughs> other than that, I we don't even have cable anymore. I haven't watched Bravo. Um, It's really hard for me to watch. It's different now yeah does it like feel emotional for you it feels like because of the way everything transpired it wasn't clean and it didn't feel good and it didn't feel 
it wasn't anything how I imagined. I never imagined that I would be on Charles of Sunset for an indefinite period of time. But mm-hmm. if you told me that things would transpire the, the way they had, I mm-hmm. would have told you you're out to lunch. They would never treat me like that. That would be like oh. way out of left field. So it definitely, it doesn't feel good. Like I don't yeah. enjoy watching it. Like if I see something, yeah. it's like, I change it. It's really, yeah, I had to unfollow. Totally. I had to like unfollow oh a lot of stuff because my feed was all Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. Oh. And other than like people that I care about who are on Bravo shows, or people like you or other people who have podcasts or who support Bravo, I follow that stuff, but I can't, it is very triggering and hurtful. It's sore. Yeah, definitely. That's so sad. And that when I heard on your interview with Melissa, that Shep said what he said, I was like, that mofo, because (laughs) I have issues with him. He basically, some would say, he assaulted me. I'm just kidding. I'm being dramatic, but like he was stalking me for two days. I swear to God. I'm like, why is Shep near me all the time? But anyways, okay. Back to BravoCon. What was your, so what, did you have any good parts about BravoCon that you were like, oh my gosh, I really enjoyed that. Honestly, interacting with people who enjoyed watching benefited from watching learned something like you're telling me you know Mm -hmm. obviously we didn't get to shoot in Iran but a lot of people didn't even know where you know couldn't point Iran or didn't Mm -hmm. know the difference between Iran or Iraq or Persian culture or Mm -hmm. things that we do or how we're similar to a lot of other cultures those things give me life and are independent from Bravo and those fill my heart So Mm -hmm. yes, it's hard for me on the level where I felt like things would have been transitioned, where I would have felt good about the transition. Mm -hmm. Um, The fans are amazing and I love them and the connect, being able to connect with them, Mm -hmm. that is tremendously special to me. And with my other, like, I feel like they're colleagues, they're on other Bravo shows. I love them. I've done mm-hmm. summer by Bravo shoots with, you know, people like Quad and Dr. Simone <gasps> way okay. back in the day, like 10 years ago. Aww. So that part of it is really, yeah. really special to me. Yeah. It's like a community, whether you are on Bravo or not. Like even for me, it was like a homecoming slash reunion with people I've never gone to school with, but <laughs> you know, we've all talked and we have some kind of connection and it was just really great totally felt like a reunion which I just I love that so okay I'll move on from BravoCon but um I have some questions around you know you and I have talked offline about business entrepreneurship things like that and we've seen you on Shaw's The Sunset since 2012. So it's been a solid 10 years since, you know, the world got to meet you. And honestly, the initial attraction to me or for me to Shaw's was exactly what you're talking about. Like the um, first generation of new, a new culture in America. Like I have, my mother is Korean. So I'm a first generation as well. I have, my father is the other kind of Asian Caucasian. So I have mixed, (laughs) (laughs) I'm mixed, but, um, (laughs) 
But that you, Shaw's a Sunset was one of the first shows that I felt like, wow, this is actually relatable now because you get to see, even though we have differences in culture and things like that for our, you know, our own ethnic backgrounds, it's still relatable in a way where you are introducing your culture into like the US. And so I really love that. That was the one part that really, truly drew me in. But then the second part, was the wealth and the success, the Gucci, the, you know, the real estate. And I remember you guys starting off, like you and MJ were working together, right? Yeah. Is that correct? And you guys were in real estate and then they were showing Mike and like his, his business ventures. I almost felt like that show was going down that road in the beginning. And then it kind of turned into something else. Was the show supposed to be more about business and entrepreneurship or did you just all happen to be entrepreneurs so what happened was we got a fundamental dynamic shift because we started out with ryan seacrest productions being on bravo and seasons mm -hmm. one through four were shot with ryan seacrest productions and it was amazing it was night and day it was a different level. It was a different interest in what we were actually doing in our actual mm -hmm. lives. So to give you an example of entrepreneurship, what people don't get to see is like me living a certain way because my husband and I have an ultimate goal. What was that? We live in a house right now. And in November, we closed escrow on the house directly opposite our house. So the house facing that way yeah. is now our house. So we I literally walk out the street, we go in there, we check on the construction that's going on. And in a very short amount of time, we're going to be moving into that house. And what will happen is the person that rents this house mm -hmm. that we currently live in, because we didn't sell it and we never will, this person is going to pay for us to live in yes. that house not only are they going to pay for us to live in that house we're going to make money by moving yes. into that house right yes. so the strategies that my husband and yes. i had been putting in place were mm -hmm. never discussed they weren't a part of any storyline so as far as entrepreneurship that goes on all day long i'm also building another house because that house has more land than this house i've already hired an architect and because of the laws in California and the ability to increase the density on your property, I'm building a new house on that land behind the current house that's on that land. And Ooh. as soon as I'm done, I'm going to draw a fence in the backyard. And because it's on a corner, this house will face east, that house will face north, and you'll never know. It'll be like having two houses and yeah. by the time I'm done building the other house, which I'm going to move into because that one will be new, the people living in this house and that house <laughs> will will be paying my salary. What, and I'll be living in the back, back house. So, and yes. we bought a condo in Palm Springs that we still own. Yes. Yes. And you guys saw it. I can't remember what season it was. I think we bought it in 2015, maybe. So that... that the tenant in that place has already paid me back what I bought that place yes. for. Stuff like that, that we don't Ugh. get to discuss. But those are moves yes. that can be traced directly just from 
a little bit of time on a reality show. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this because this is what I feel like people don't really talk about is how to generate, you know, generational wealth. And well, I want to ask you a question. Means. Sure. Because of the part of you that you described as Caucasian, right? Do Caucasian <laughs> people, because Persian people and I have a lot of Korean friends. I love Korean barbecue. That's my shit. <laughs> so we have good. kimchi in the, totally. Like mm. mandu bakum, chapje. <gasps> Ooh, like, yes. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah, that's my shit. And I know Koreans are like Persians. They want to own the building. Yes. If you want yes. a business, you don't own the business. You also own the building. So yes. I say to my Caucasian friends, do you know you're supposed to own <laughs> real estate to take care of your ass when you're old, when you don't want to work anymore. You need to have yeah. either houses or apartments or yeah. commercial property where people just pay you rent. Yeah. <laughs> That's your business. You know what? I never thought of that from the my, my white side and like versus my right. Korean side because my Korean side has built the wealth. My My mother was an entrepreneur. She built a business and that has grown over the last like 30 years. My father and his family, now I think about it, it was all about get, it was blue collar, like boomer time. So it was get a pension. And now we know that's different. Pensions don't really exist anymore. Take, and, and will they, they take care of you? If no, you it's one? not going to, it's not building wealth. It's like surviving. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, not I'm thriving. Not yeah, me neither. Yes, I want to thrive. I always say that to my husband. I don't want to survive. I want to thrive. Totally. And it, it's oh a gosh, good feeling this. when you're making yes. moves that are yes. outperforming the market. I'll never forget when I was young, I read an article um, about the acquisition that um, Hugh Hefner made of a property adjacent to... Uh, the Playboy Mansion, and it was for one of his wives to raise one of his sons. Yeah. And when they sold that property, that property compared to Playboy, the that property outperformed Playboy for the number of years they purchased the house. Right. So if what if they bought it in nineteen ninety seven? Yeah. So if you took Playboy from ninety seven to the year that house sold, and you look at it, that house outperformed profit wise. Playboy's that's profit. Crazy. So that tells you something about business yes. and real mm -hmm. estate. No, I love of, that. Yeah, all of the Persian people that I know that I grew up with, because I grew up in a Persian community, the richest ones, no matter what they did for a living, they also did real estate. They yes. could be manufacturers of plastic bottles, but right. they were still dabbling in real estate. Yeah. So is that your personal philosophy on wealth and success? Like real estate always hands down. Is there, are there other things that you, like for me, it's all about like di diversification. I think that you really should have multiple streams. Like if something were to happen in one area, then you're kind of like out of luck. And I like to just feel more security financially with diversifying, but what are your thoughts? So I'm, yes, I like diversification, but I'm less diversified than a lot of people would think. I had a very, very, very wise and very rich relative a long time ago tell me the stock market is shit. 
I'll outperform the stock market all the time. I never have four buildings and then because of the market, the next day have three buildings. When I have four buildings, I'm always going to have four buildings. Right. They don't go away. Yeah. They always, they're always there. Yeah. And rents never go down. I, I never yeah. call my tenants and say, hey, the real estate market is, is effed. I'm going to lower your rent. <laughs> that never happens. That's so for true. me, at a very young age, I realized stock market, zero control. Gold, mm-hmm. a lot of control. Yes, gold. So Persians were taught because we had to flee things that are high value universally. Gold is something you can take a bullion, a coin, a bar. You can take a very precious stone mm-hmm. and put it on a ring and get on an airplane and flee mm-hmm. Iran and take your wealth with you. So yeah. yes, I'm about diversification, but diversification <laughs> based off of the plight of a tribe that had to flee a country. I'm Less like, diverse. I'm picturing you with like Louis Vuitton bags, cases with gold bars. I mean, <laughs> don't laugh. My mom literally asked me if I if I buy a Rolex, for example, and I show it to her. I'm like, hey, mom, look at the new Rolex I bought. She goes like this in Farsi. You should have bought a gold bar <laughs> and put it in the safe. I swear to you, that's what she would say to me. She's like, why didn't you buy like a gold bar and put it in the safe deposit box? In 20 years, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how my mom thinks. So, well, how do you think about it then? Because I've had periods of time where I'm like, okay, I can afford to have really nice things and it brings me joy. And I only live once, like tomorrow's not promise. I want to have experiences. Yeah. I want to go, you know, to Greece, to Japan. And I went and did these things because I'm like, that totally. is worth it for me. And then, mm-hmm. but then I would sacrifice sometimes like, okay, maybe I don't need that Chanel purse right now. So for you, how do you manage that when, you know, you're trying to build wealth, but then also you want to live within your means and then also enjoy it. Cause you know, we both like luxury. We both love, we both like luxury. And if I can speak for myself, which I can, I love it. <laughs> and I've been blessed with it my entire life. My family had it. My, both of my parents' families had it before I was ever a thought in anyone's mind. So I grew up realizing, like, I lived in a state of abundance. I currently, in my head and in my heart, regardless of what I have, I still continue to live in a state of abundance. I've been blessed, 10 times blessed my whole life. So I approach those things from the mind of a person who's been all over the world. My cousin married the crown prince of Jordan. I met royalty. Mm. I went to the palace. You know, like I factor all of those things and Mm. I'm like, do I need this? Sure, I need a 911 Carrera Porsche. That's $2,500 a month for three and a half, four years, right? But then I was like, you know what? If I get rid of the Porsche and I get rid of this, I can grab this down payment from one of these bank accounts and getting rid of the Porsche and getting rid of the public storage unit that had all this stuff in it, which was $500 a month. So the Porsche was 2,500, the public storage was 500, the insurance on the Porsche was another 500. Boom, I did a little math in my head and I thought, you know what? 
it's been great. The Porsche was so much fun and I wanted to indulge. And then I realized based off of my wealth plan that I want, I'm going to sacrifice this Porsche now. I actually Uh bought the lease out. It was a lease. I called Porsche. I said, how much is the car to buy it out? It was 92. The blue book retail value was 160. And I called a car broker after I closed for 92 and change. A car broker came after title and registration went into my name from Porsche Financial. It became Reza's car. And three days later, after it was my car, a car broker came, gave me a cashier's check for 125. So I replenished the 92 and add a little something to it, right? Yeah. Which in my brain, which in my brain was like, oh, that difference between 92 and the 125 and Uh the fees that I paid to make it my car. I just had a bunch of free months of driving that Porsche, you know, yes, like, yes, that's yes. how that's my how brain I... works, mm-hmm. right? Same, so, yeah. Like luxury, yes. But do I always have strategies? Yeah, 100%. You better yeah. believe that if you think I'm investing in something, those things are being kept in my closet in dust bags, you know, they get yeah. sold. all those Louboutins. I used to have the studded Louboutins that were mm-hmm. all the rage. I, they ended up costing me $500 a pair as opposed to 1500. Cause I would buy them wear them on watch what happens live a few times. <laughs> they would be like 1300. I would sell them for eight, nine. Yes. A thousand bucks sometimes. Yeah. So it just depends. I'm a mm-hmm. hustler. So when I think about the luxuries that I bring into my space and into my world, I use them and think about them with the brain of a hustler. Yes. And I I don't want to get stuck with things. I used to rock five Cartier Cartier. love bracelets. Do you remember? I love those. Yes. Those are in my (laughs) safe deposit box. At some point, I, I can't imagine wearing them again. And in LA, you really can't. So like my brain, I'm like, oh shit. Three of them were gifts from my relatives. Two of them I bought for myself. And the prices have gone way up yes, since yes. I got those love bracelets. Yes. Boom. I'm making money. You know, so that's yes. how my brain thinks about. You can't do it with, you know, a pair of Gucci shoes. But I even sell my old slides when they're busted up and I don't yeah, want them anymore. Yeah, because people buy them. They yeah. buy them. Oh yeah, my so God. it's just like you get some money back. <laughs> Same with like my wedding dress. It was like, I splurged. It was over $10,000. And I was like, Good you know what? You. This is my one and only wedding dress. So I'm going to get what I want. And I wanted like a Berta dress. So I went and found it. And I was like, I'm going to get this dress. And even if like, who knows? Maybe I'll keep it for like my daughters. Like it has emotional, sentimental meaning. And that's like, I will pay for those types of things that have meaning. Absolutely. Right. But then um, also I was like, or I could like sell it. And even if I sell it for like 5,000, I still, then I got a bird dress for $5,000 on my wedding exactly. day. Like, and I have the pictures for it. So I got what I wanted and I could have it for half the price. So I totally get that. And I love that you're doing that. We should be People, talking about this more. I'm telling you, it's all about the little moves fitting fitting in your overall plan. Mm-hmm. If you have an overall plan, 
people are like, you're crazy. You spent, you know, $700,000 remodeling your current home you live in to make, you know, all the switches be, because we took the house down to the studs, you know, to make it exactly the way you wanted. Why yeah. would you ever move? I'm like, are you crazy? Like, I can do this <laughs> in my sleep. A, I, I know, love, right? Yeah. I love fixing places up. And B, yes. did experiencing a little discomfort to put yourself in a much better position later in life is also okay too like I've enjoyed this house we shot you know many seasons of Shaw's in this house but like it's time to like yeah move on grow yeah totally grow yes and I love that that's very similar I believe in any transformation, whether it's financial or physical, I've got, I mean, you've been going through a physical transformation yourself. You look amazing. I've Thank gone through so much. major weight losses in my life too. So it is that same concept of you have to get uncomfortable first before you can progress and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. 100 <laughs> on that point. Intermittent fasting, it's a big part of my health plan now. And it is very difficult in the beginning for the first three weeks until I started to acclimate to that new way of mm -hmm. eating and maintaining my health. It was very, very, very hard. Mm -hmm. But like anything, if you really want it, you invest and the payoff yes. has come. So to what yes. you're saying, absolutely. If you're willing to go through that discomfort, yes, the rewards are there. But I think in America, we're kind of wired for that Amazon Prime, same yeah. day delivery, yes. in mm -hmm. instant gratification. Yep. We want mm -hmm. it right this second. Hey, I did three workouts that were very hard and I don't see the results. So fuck it. I'm going to go eat this cake. Yes, you know, that's what, pe yes, that's what people fall into. And it's very, totally. it's a lot, a lot of it is mindset, I believe, but I love that you're on this health journey. I have a question for you since this is Bravo and Blaze. You've alluded yeah. to in the past on camera that you may indulge or consume cannabis from time to time. Um, yes. I don't want to call you out on that. <laughs> I didn't know if you're like in the green closet or if you were out of the green closet. So here's, here's what I have to say about cannabis. It's legal in California. And my husband introduced me to it late in life. I'll tell you a really funny story. When I was in San Francisco State, I was in my 20s. I have photos on my Instagram. When I was in my 20s, I actually have a picture of my ID. I was fire. So cute. <laughs> like, Wait, I've seen some of them, I think. Yes, I've seen so, some of your old school pictures. Very, very hot. And there was this guy that I was totally into and he fucking finally asked me out on a date. And I am so excited. We, I go to pick him up. And at that time I was living in Pacific Heights at a convertible BMW. I had my dad's American Express platinum card, like with my own name on it. The bill would go to him. The Ooh. card was in my pocket. I go to pick him up and find out, A, that he's bringing a friend with him, this big lady. <laughs> and he gets she gets in the back and he gets in the front and turns out he sells weed and he's really into cannabis and he pulls out a joint and I don't smoke I didn't know how to smoke I just was not 
familiar with the smoke. He pulls it out, he lights it up, he does this move, like, you know, he takes a couple hits, he passes it back to her, and I'm paying attention. The way he's hitting it, the way she's hitting it, and I don't want to look like an idiot. So whatever she did, because she's sitting in the middle, I could see her, I'm in the driver's, I could see her from the back, you know, in the back from the rear view. So she took it, she goes, And I counted it. I realized what the move was. So when she passed it to me, because I was the third one to hit it, I hit it and I wanted to outdo her. So I was like, right? And so I passed it back to him and I'm like, what is going on? I've got him in the front, her in the back. This is crazy. And all of a sudden, the hood of the car starts getting long and short, the lights are getting bright and the two of I'm like talking and they're laughing at me and they're laughing and it's making me sick. I get sick. I get paranoid and sick. I'm like 21, 22. Wait, you were driving and you got sick like you threw up? Never smoked weed in my whole entire life. (laughs) I'm 22 on a day with this really hot guy and I didn't know what it does. I've never even done it. So I what, hit wait, it. I'm you thinking, threw up? I got, I made myself sick. I was oh, heaving. You made, I was, oh. I, they were laughing at me. I was getting paranoid. Oh I like everything was like, I felt out of control. It was the very first time I'd done it. Cut to, I'm sitting in the back seat of my own car on my date after dry heaving for 30 minutes. I'm in the fetal position in the back. Cut to, it was a disaster of the day. I never went out with him again. But Adam brought cannabis back into my world like 20, literally 20 years later. (laughs) And I tried it from, you know, a person in a different place in his life. And all of a sudden it was like, (laughs) and like the fields opened up and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. This is the way it's supposed to feel. I just was not able to receive it yet, if it makes sense. So yes, I'm a firm believer that legal consenting adults should use cannabis, not when they're driving. Obviously, that was in my 20s. I want to emphasize the story. That was a stupid move that someone makes when they're 21. Uh, Yes, not recommended. (laughs) absolutely not and now I'm 49 years old and you know at home with my husband in the backyard or you know it just it makes I think it agrees with my chemistry Mm -hmm. it brings me to a place that is a lot better than the place that I'm always at because of how I'm programmed and how intense I am Yeah, same. Like my mind is always running. Sometimes I need to just take a puff or two, chill out, get my shit together and then proceed. And it totally helps with that. And it's like, I'm way cooler, like more relaxed and more fun. I mean, amen. Amen. Absolutely. (laughs) Agreed. Well, that's great. So I want to make sure I have so many questions about your new show. 
So it's called The Traders. It's on Peacock TV. It's coming out January 12th. My question is, well, okay. I have so many questions. You, Brandy Glanville, Kate (laughs) Chastain, Kyle (laughs) Cook are part of this show. But then I started looking down the list and I was like, okay, I don't watch Bachelor or Bachelorette. So I don't know some of these people. I don't watch Survivor or Big Brother. Um, Then I get to... Ryan Lochte. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so cool because I had no clue who was going to be on the show. And oh it was God. offered to me in the fog of shots getting canceled. And I was in a funk, right? Yeah. So it was just, it was a really great thing to be able to do. And I'm so competitive and I'm so intense. Yes. yes. And I've been dying. Anyone who knows anyone at Celebrity Big Brother, please call me. I'm a huge fan. Wait, wasn't Cynthia Bailey just on that? Yes. I need to hit her up and tell her to recommend me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. But I've been dying, dying to do Celebrity Big Brother. And this felt like it might be a similar opportunity. Well, I didn't know until I just started looking it up that there's a prize for $250,000. So that's exciting. But then also you have, so it's not just a cast of reality stars that we know and right Lucky, (laughs) but also there's um, normies. Like There's other people. Are you guys like partners? I had no idea. Let me tell you, I had no idea it was going to be all reality people and I thought it was going to be all reality people from Bravo and it was very secretive and everything was super hush hush girl when I got there I was like who the hell is this like who they like what is what what are these people doing here like I I didn't know there was going to be normies there either and there was some funny. funny scenarios with you know like things that you hear and things people say that make you go hmm I heard a few things that made me go hmm oh my gosh I'm excited to watch this what was it like being on the show with Brandy Glanville Kate Chassain and Kyle Cook because we know them from Bravo totally thank god thank (laughs) thank god they were there because I've known Brandy. I've met Brandy at the upfronts for Bravo way back in the day. Uh, I know Kyle. Um, I didn't know Kate Kate Chastain, Uh but I felt like they were family, especially once the normies and like, you know, Ryan Lochte and like Ari the Bachelor and then a contingent of game show people. So it felt like there was the Bravo people in my brain it was like Bravo people people contestant famous people and then you know other reality famous people it felt like nice to have other people that were from (laughs) your tribe Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so it was great well that's good I'm excited I mean is this like is there a lot of like competitions in this like you have like almost activities or events that you have to do to compete against each other? Or is it all like psychological warfare? All of the above. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So was it fun? 
It was so fun. It was so okay. fun. And it made me want to do Big Brother even more. Like, bring it. Like, I'm here in it to win it. Wait, do you win money on Big Brother? Yes. How much money? I need to know more about this. <laughs> like, a lot. Really? A lot okay. So, do you know who Todd Drake Hall is? No, am I going to get in trouble for that? Hall. <laughs> oh. Todrick Hall was on Celebrity Big Brother. And then I got some like TMZ alert or something. And I looked at his house. I was like, oh my God, the house is like, the house he's living in is, yes, honey, you win money, money. He came in second place. He won 50 grand. I think on Celebrity Big Brother, the winner also gets like 250 or 500, a lot of money. Okay, so Amazing Race is the only show that I've ever really wanted to be on because you win a million dollars. I would do the Amazing Race in a heartbeat. I'm obsessed with the Amazing Race as well. Oh my gosh, I want- And Survivor. So I actually got to one of the rounds where we were being interviewed with our partners, but my partner was this- was my friend who I've known since childhood, since birth. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot have her as my partner. And thank God we did not, like we failed, obviously. We didn't make it on the show. And I'm like, I need to find a good partner because I'm so dedicated. And like how you said, you know, like I'm competitive. I want to do this. If there's a million dollars, you better believe I am racing oh, I would be, all around that world. Oh, like I'd be like, you effed us up. Like, yes. I'd be like, you need to pull your way to the. Yeah, yes. I don't think and it's. Yeah. I've had my my father was like, oh, I'll be your partner. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I need, I need like <laughs> this level. So if you ever want to go on Amazing Race and. I'm in. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. I'm down. Oh my gosh, I'm going to put that on my vision board. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Well, um, I do want to also mention you have an event coming up this Saturday, December 17th. Do you want to tell us about that? I do. I have a hair care line called Resibe Obsessed, and I'm honored to be at Macy's in store and online. And on Saturday, the 17th, I'm doing a meet and greet at the Macy's in the Westfield Topanga Plaza. So if you're in LA, come to the San Fernando Valley, come to Topanga Mall, the Macy's. I'll be there, recipe yes. obsessed. You can meet me, you can buy product and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, can they take pictures with you? I wish I could go, but I'm all the way in New York. Pictures, I'm actually gonna be giving out special Reza treats for everyone who Ooh. makes a purchase i'm going to be there taking pics shaking oh hands gosh. holding babies saying hi to my constituents all of that i love it well before i let you go i just wanted to know so i'm when you're describing this event i'm thinking oh is there potential for a reza farahan book in the future so i have been writing my book i just got a whole bunch of chapters to review and I've been sleeping on my skills, really busy with the house across the street. 
So I haven't been giving the book the attention it deserves, mm -hmm. but my book titled Memoirs of a Geisha, not Memoirs of a Geisha, which oh my was- God, I love that. Yeah, so I'm writing that and uh, hopefully we'll be done soon because I have an amazing ghostwriter who's helping me. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah. This is, I I feel like the whole Shaw's thing, it was so sad that, you know, it got canceled, but I love watching where you're taking things. You haven't let things bring you down. You st you look amazing. You're thriving. Thank you so much. You're out here on Peacock TV. There's 10 episodes. I'm going to be watching it. Oh, question for you. Does it yes. drop like one episode a week or is it like, you know how sometimes they do like three or four episodes and then they do it like how's You're that so work? cute that you think <laughs> they tell me anything <laughs> there's zero of that the fact that i know what network it's on and when it's premiering is a lot i have no clue i don't know how many they'll drop at a time i do know that miami they drop a few episodes um because like i follow my miami friends and stuff so yes. who knows i don't know We'll okay. find out together, I think. Yeah, we'll find out. Well, Reza, thank you so much for being on Bravo and Please. This is like unreal that I'm talking Please, to you right you now. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. And you were so sweet when we met in person at BravoCon. I had a great time with you. And I was looking forward to being on with you. Oh, thank you. Next time we'll have to smoke together. 100. <laughs> 